It's that time. Time for the Caribbean legend. We have been waiting for 30... How many episodes have we done? A lot. We should probably research that before. Do we ever talk about the episode number? Uh, I can tell you this is episode number 32. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so 32 episodes to find... 32 episodes of jokes and, and snide remarks, and we're finally here. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to be as generous to this man as you were to Tenru? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. How about Savio Vega when you get to him, the other Caribbean legend? I feel like Savio Vega is going to make me way more angry. Well, because he eats up a lot more of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Fabio Vega feels like the worst main roster wrestler ever. Mm. I don't know if I go that far, but. Who's worse than him? Mm. I'd have to think about it. Because, like, it's not. Here, here's, here's my thesis on it, and I've never thought about it until right now. But Savio Vega, it's not that he's bad, it's that he's there a lot, and he's he, used yeah. a lot. He is there a lot. If you're watching anything from 95 till early 98, like, you're getting Savio Vega. <laughs> like, he's, there's no way out. No way, literally, no way out. You're getting a match from him constantly. I will say this I'm a little ahead prepping for this show. And, you know, you built the sheet. Uh, and for one of the Savio, I think it was 97, you had him in it like, it was like 27 minutes or something. And I'm like fucking dreading it as I go to watch it. Oh. And I'm like, this is going to be awful. Oh my God. 20 minutes of sucking fucking 97 Savio. And then I put it on and he gets eliminated under a minute. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the best fucking treat ever. Um, <laughs> you had screwed it up. It was like only 46 seconds he was in, and it was beautiful. <laughs> I was so happy. I'm like, this is the best surprise I've ever gotten in my life. I could have said I did that on purpose for you. Oh, like, I was so angry when I saw it. I'm like, how is he in there for this long? This is terrible. And then I was so excited. So That's the other thing with him, too, is that you believe that he could be in there for that oh, long. Oh, easily, yeah, especially at that point, yeah, 100%. But was, we'll he save some... for... uh-huh. like, was he an actual legend anywhere? Uh... The Caribbean. Because, like, Thor is a legend. Like, and, and Well, in Caribbean, he's a legend. Fuck, I hate Caribbean. I'm going to tell you right now, I hate Caribbean, and I hate the people of Caribbean. Mm. He, uh, we'll, we'll talk more Savio next episode. It's interesting that we got the <laughs> Caribbean legends somehow back-to-back, but we did. All right, let's dive into this. Now entering the Royal Rumble. Do you think people are going to be mad that I just put Savio Vega's music there? I like to troll Chad with that because he hates it so much. What, the Savio Vega music? Well, he hates Savio. Oh, who don't? 
<laughs> but I always love how excited Vince gets when he hears that. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's stop talking Salvio. We're gonna have to talk Salvio enough next time. Well, we're talking. Uh... So we're talking Carlos Colon, nineteen ninety-three. Mm-hmm. He comes in at number twenty-four, and when he comes in. Not a fucking soul in that arena knows who this man is. It is legit zero pop. But he is uh, described right away as the Caribbean champion. And a youngster. Yeah. So, yeah. So all these jokes, this is like the moment that launched like a million jokes, right? Right. A lot of fire in this youngster. He's 45 here. (laughs) And he said, Gorilla says he's been in lots of these matches. So he's been in a lot of Royal Rumbles in Caribbean, where he's the Caribbean champion, and he's young, for four, young 45. See, I, like, I, that, that had to be a Gorilla rib, right? Like, it had to be. Had to be. Because I've heard people try to defend it, like, well, Gorilla's older than him, so to a him, it's a youngster, but come on. It had to be. I mean, Gorilla, I feel like, is pretty with it, and he's kind of an asshole, so... I definitely think it was him. Would Gorilla have known Bruiser Brody? Yeah, of course. Isn't Carlos Colon, like, partially responsible for what happened to him? Uh, I don't know. Was he involved in that? Oh, no, it's a different Carlos. Is it Carlos Santana? (laughs) No, he was busy with Rob Thomas. (laughs) Was it Carlos Perez from the Montreal Expo? (laughs) Carlos Santana was writing Apollo's music for TNA at this point. Oh, well, too bad Apollo's not in a Royal Rumble. It was Jose ra- Rivera, right? Was was that the guy that Bruce and Brody? Well, yeah, no, ra- Jose Gonzalez. Jose Gonzalez. Jose Gonzalez. God, look, our ignorance is just showing on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of fire in this youngster. He's wearing the red Andre the Giant tights, too. And I'm going to throw this out here. Looking at him, I don't believe for one second he's Carlito's biological father. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's just such a different style than, like, it's just 80s territory. Like, it's just easy to just probably not do much. And I don't know. I, I, look, I'm sitting here saying that. Like, I've never really seen much of his matches besides whatever, you know, him and Abdullah at Starcade and then this. Like, I've never really seen much otherwise. So I, I, I don't can't even say. Mean, I don't even mean his matches. I'm talking about, like, his look. Like, no, his wife must have been fucking Elvira or something. Oh, yeah. Like, he got all the genes from the mother. Thankfully. Yeah, I guess that's good. And the and, hair the hair from dad. Yeah, the, the hair is definitely from dad. But his uh, Carlito's hair is, like, a thousand times better. Carlos Colon has, like, that, like... It, it, Carlos Colon almost has Ken Patera hair. Right. Um, the the uh, Caribbean version of Ken Terrier. I, I do love the Caribbean champion too, because it's like an AWA thing with the Oriental six man tag champion, like that kind of thing. Very, very uh, you know, vague. Yeah, like you couldn't actually look it up. <laughs> um, and as soon as he enters, like the second he enters, they forget about him. They stop. He just talking. literally watches Tatanka trying to eliminate Damian Demento. Walks by him, <laughs> goes on to IRS. Like, yeah. yeah, there's there's no attention paid. He, he then he dips and dumps Demento. So like at least something. Um, he after he goes after um, uh, Fatu and Brain is like, well he's crazy, right? And Fatu just chokes him out. 
seeing him, yeah, Fatu kills him. Seeing him in there, right? Because like I remember reading in PWI about Carlos Colon. Of course, yeah. I w- I don't know if I would have been able to pick him out of a lineup, but like it felt like he was a big deal, like in yes. terms of PWI. Mm-hmm. But watching him in here now, you can see why they never brought him into the WWF. Right. Like he's small. He's not really that interesting. Is there a story like by Herb Cunts or something like about why he's there? I don't know. I'd have to go look back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they were, it's not like they even did a tour. I don't think they did a tour of Puerto Rico or anything. You know what I mean? So it's not like they were trying to cross promote. I have no idea besides just like trying, oh, let's just get it like a surprise guy. And oh, it's Carlos Colon. Like, I don't know. A surprise that no one understands. Yeah. He goes at, uh, at IRS, tries to eliminate him, goes to Earthquake, which I thought was like one of the highlights of his outing here. He doesn't yeah. back down. Earthquake kind of batters him. He clearly, uh, he, he yeah. clearly doesn't watch the product. So he has oh, no idea no, who's face. Of course not. Of course not. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just going at guys. Um, and I, I love too that around this point too, they're like, whoa, Bob Backlund is 43 years old. Right. But he's never called a youngster. No. Well, you know, it made like a, I don't know. The, uh, he keeps going to Quake, keeps getting kicked down. I, I thought their little showdown was fine. He goes at Backlund, which I guess is kind of a neat historical footnote <laughs> that I'm throwing down. Gets a double team from Tatanka and Martel. Goes at Earthquake again. He, he keeps avoiding elimination, but I was actually wondering if like him and John Tenta had some like past history. Cause their shit felt like a little bit like a shoot. Like I feel like they were really laying into each other. Whenever they cross paths, so I don't know if they had like something went down with the two of them at some point. Well, and also Tatanka and Rick Martel, who had been feuding for the whole previous year, right, put aside their differences to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, like, like this guy. Were they all just avenging Bruiser Brody? I don't think he was involved in that. Yeah. Well, and and I love that. You, who uh, Tatanka? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, there's one moment I, I love that you point out the earthquake thing because there's one moment. Where, like, he's punching Earthquake, and Earthquake just kind of stops selling. And then, like, fucking clotheslines him down, like, hard way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, it looked it looked like there was something there. And I don't know if it was from the past, or maybe it happened in the match. Like, right, maybe one of them potatoed the other, and then they got pissed. But it, it seemed like whatever they had going on was real. Like, they were really kind of smacking each other around. It, it felt like, if you really watch I don't think I'd ever noticed it right until I watched it for this, but if you're really looking at him, it felt like there was some legit heat between them. Uh, he goes at Yoko, and then Yoko just throws him over the top, and then yeah. he hangs on, he slugs him down. So I actually thought this was more feisty than, than I remembered it being, so yes, maybe I am going to give more credit than he deserves. But A lot of fire. A lot of fire in that youngster. He did. He was energetic. Like, he kept attacking guys, which I'll take. Like, yeah, I mean, is he a prime athlete this era of WF? Like, would I want to see him? No. But was he I ever any- a prime athlete? I don't know. But I thought at least in here, he was always moving around and doing stuff, which is, you know, we've done 30-whatever of these episodes now, and our biggest complaint is usually the guys that stand around and, and yeah. don't take advantage of their time. And I thought he actually, you know, in, in a spot that he could have been lazy, like Kenru or whatever, I thought he continuously was like bringing the fight to guys, like and and I thought he was a fine addition to the end back end of the match. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate what he did. <laughs> like, I know that sounds insane. I didn't hate what he did. Mm. He, he's so indicative of the whole match, right? Like it's like is he the worst surprise entrant ever? 
Uh, he wasn't a surprise. He was announced? He was announced. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, he was announced. Why? I don't know why, but he was. So we ranked these guys in three categories. Guaranteed he was announced. I remember them announcing him when they would reveal the names. They're like, Carlos Colon. They didn't really do surprises then. I I don't think they started surprises until... It was a while. It might have been like 98 or something. Nikolai Volkov was a surprise in 1992. No, he was a replacement, though. So it's different. Like, there were replacements, but they didn't ever really do, like, mystery entrance. That's not for a while. So they were either announced or they were, like, fill-ins for someone that got hurt. Right. Now, who would have been the first surprise? I'm trying to think if Honky in 98 was announced. Well, or he, maybe he, maybe he King was, in 97 when he gets up out of the booth. I don't remember if he was supposed to be in or not. Maybe. But even Honky in 98 was a replacement. Right. Yeah, I don't know the first time they said, like, we're going to have, like, a couple of mystery slots. Right. Maybe 2000 with, like, Backlund. Ah, that's a good one. He pops the garden. Yeah. I don't know. Someone out there probably knows and will let us know and we'll share it. All right. Three categories, right. presentation, work rate slash creativity, and effectiveness. Um, I'm I'm at ones across everything. Yeah, me too, which I, I would say is a little bit of an upset. I don't think – coming into this, I don't think we would have thought he'd end up with a six. Um, when you look no. at some of these other dregs we've given. Uh, but that's not bad, actually, given the legend. The, the legend of the Caribbean legend would have you believe it's one of the worst entrants ever. But he actually was you – know, brought some energy. I like the stuff with Earthquake, and I did not – mind watching him so no he was fine i think he's in there a bit too long yeah but, but even then it's only seven minutes i mean it's not that bad i guess but when you've watched like fucking 40 hours Correct. of royal rumble yeah. seven minutes right. is starting to feel like a lot yeah um all right so i'm gonna say right off the bat he's better than irs at 93 and ron bass in 89 okay is he better than sioni 1995 who eliminated three guys all right no i'd, I'd probably put him below that Okay, so Carlos Colon, uh, with a very respectable 176th best okay. Royal Rumble appearance of all time. And that's out of what, 260 or so? Right now, 250. All right, yeah, so that's so, pretty good. Carlos is the um, 250th Rumble we've ranked. All right. <laughs> that's very fitting. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so not bad, seven minutes, 24 in entry number 24 eliminated one eliminated one guy too which is like mm-hmm. they didn't have to give him i guess right poor demento tells you where he is in the pecking order he's got to be the worst right mm. maybe no taylor terry taylor's probably worse yeah fuck terry, terry taylor. taylor suck terry taylor all right we're not done with 93 now entering the royal rumble Yokozuna. So 
he was a surprise entrant, right? <laughs> they didn't do surprises. <laughs> well, they never did. Who would be the first? I don't guy? know why I broke out Rocky, Rocky Bobo for that one. <laughs> hey, Adrian, we didn't do surprises. They didn't do surprises then. <laughs> um, comes out at number 27. Um, walks very slowly to the ring. But has massive heat the whole time he's walking. Yeah, and he's immediately the odds-on favorite. Not only because of his size, not only because of his draw, but then you look at the slate of remaining contenders that await him. There's not really like a big face threat. And we've talked about this quite a bit for this Rumble. Yeah. Like, you you got Savage, who by this point, I'm going to guess he's coming off his title reign not that long ago, so it's not like that crazy. I mean, he had just made a to Survivor Series, so it's, I mean, I guess. It's just because of his size, I think it's not super believable. And besides him, you got, like, Earthquake and Backlund. And, like, that's pretty much it. Like, those three. Yeah. Which is why, you know, we've talked about, like, I would have probably had Taker be here when Yoko came out. Yeah. And then and, done the Gonzalez stuff. And perfect. And that's the flaw of this of this whole rumble, right? Because right, Lawler eliminating perfect meant nothing in the long run. So it's like, why do we do that? So, yeah, I I would have had perfect taker set all of them in here because then it makes Yoko look even stronger. Should they have put Luger in this match? I don't think he was. Uh, well, yeah, I guess he starts. He's on the show, right? Yeah, I don't know when he was like, cleared because he doesn't. Uh, I don't think he wrestles for a couple more weeks. Okay, but because that's another guy who probably could have helped. <laughs> Yeah, but then what? Then he loses in his debut? Like, I, I can see why they didn't. Well, he could slip out with Perfect. Yeah, do, maybe. Like, and they, like if you're going to build that feud. Like, he's there to get rid of Perfect. You could actually do something interesting with him, and, like, he's just there to hurt Perfect. Right. Uh, uh, a mercenary, if you will. Hmm. We'll see how that goes. Bobby and Gorilla, as soon as Yoko comes out, are like, uh-oh. <laughs> right, they know. And then Bobby goes, Fuji's been stuffing him with rice and sushi for a month. That's it. Stuffing him. And I love too, when, when Gorilla is like, he's the odds on favorite, it's before like that kind of lost all meaning. Right. Like, you know, like it's like, oh, here comes Kane. He's going to win this thing. <laughs> right. Right. It meant something when he said it. And it was believable because of who he was. Yeah. And when he was coming out, like you mentioned. He, uh, and he's been rocket pushed already. And this is like hyperdrive time. Like they're going all in. He yeah. walks into attack from Tatanka. He just no sells it and throws him out. <laughs> That's it. Then he slugs out Cologne, like we just talked about. So he's making a statement. And then we get the cool moment where he turns around and there's Earthquake staring at him. And we get the cool sumo showdown. At the two get... Sears Towers meeting, according to Yeah. The... It was, yes. <laughs> this is really cool. It's like a loud buzz. I think we talked about this. We had Earthquake, did Earthquake, but. Um, you know, he take he just it, the moment is cool. Like it felt like a big deal and a big showdown. And Yoko takes some offense from him, takes some fire, but he wins the battle and just hauls Earthquake out. I love that. Kelly's getting set to dominate. Yeah, that elimination is really good. And you know, it's funny because now we look back at it and we think it's cool, but I think even then, like when when Earthquake like jumps up and down, the crowd mm-hmm. legitimately loses it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like the most Overquake is. I mean, this is it, probably. Although, he was always kind of over, so even in 94, he comes back. But 
this is like maybe one of his last great moments. Um, yeah. And, and at least then, in the WWF. And and he does a really good job of making Yokozuna look strong because that belly to belly elimination is is really impressive. Yep. It's I find that here after this spot, and I wasn't expecting this, I find he really fades for a little while. Yeah, well, he just kind of takes shots. He gets rattled here and there. But, I mean, I think he's just, you know, gassed a little bit probably and just trying to regroup. Um, he holds court. He's always hits a kill shot when it's needed. Like, whenever anyone gets close, he takes him out. He almost throws Tito out, but Tito hangs on. But they then Yoko have, just beats the shit out of him. They miss a clothesline spot too, which was strange. Yeah. Like, Tito kind of runs beside him and then still falls. It's kind of a really kind of strange thing. And then um, – Repo Man goes after him and gets fucking obliterated by mm-hmm. him, which is great. Um, and so as I was watching this, so I, maybe this is a general point, but I couldn't help but compare it to the Sid run we watched. Right. So I was like, okay, it's going to be a short thing, a dominant thing. And one of the things that I noticed that like in his slower parts is I don't, you don't see a lot of the character stuff there yet. Mm. And maybe it's just because he was learning it. Right. But like it's just, there's just something – like because I, I expect him to be gassed, and I expect him to have moments where it has to be slower. I just wish that it wasn't just standing on sags. Yeah. I mean he is pretty new. Like yeah. he had just debuted in whatever, like October. So this is like a quick come up. For sure. Yeah. And I think he was meant to just be stoic at this Maybe. point. Maybe. You know, and Fuji is the mastermind, right? Like, he's just meant to go in there and destroy people. And you see it because of the way they treat him that way. And they get the big gang up, and it's one of the rare times that it didn't work. Like, he just swats everyone away. Bobby says it's like 12 puppies just feeding time. <laughs> and he puts over, Bobby puts over impressive it is, too. And he says, Mr. Fuji found a winner in Yoko. Like, this is it. So... I remember live when that gang up failed, I just resigned myself that he was winning. Right. Like is once sa- he, once Savage that didn't isn't work. Savage is in there at that, that point yet? No, I don't think so. But no. once that didn't work, I was like, yeah, like that's it. Like no one, no one guy is taking him out. So if they don't do the spot where 11 guys take him out. Right. Like that's probably it. And they, they keep ganging up on him, but he keeps just wiping anyone out. He finally throws Artito, get the nasty elimination with Owen. Oh, great. Uh, where he sidesteps him, and Owen's velocity is just insane. He flies out. It looks like he destroyed his knee on, in the process. They mention it, though. Like, he blew out his knee. but And, right. like, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it was gross. Did um, he get hurt? Because was he gone for a while after? I don't think he's gone. No, I I, I remember at the time thinking he was going to be, but I'm pretty sure he's back pretty quick. Because I remember they do the high, ener- high energy against the title shot, against Money Inc. High team. energy! Yeah, that's, like, around there. I, I don't think he's gone long if he is at all. Okay. Um, so Yoko makes the final four very easily and yeah. smothers Savage. I like and, the Backland uh, sequence. Like yes. after Backland eliminates Martel mm-hmm. and then Backland goes up against him. Like it hits, starts rocking him with drop kicks. Yeah, he's got him on his heels. Um, yeah. But even be- right before that, Bobby says like, this is it. Like no one's getting this guy out. None of these guys that are left to get this guy out unless he makes a mistake. Like – He's basically saying maybe he gets slayed, but it's not going to be because anything anyone does. Like, Yoko's going to have to fuck up and get tossed. And, yeah, no, he stays calm as Backlund comes at him, and then he slowly sidesteps him and throws him out. 
ending his big night with ease. So it's like, it almost was like such a fuck you. It's like Backlund killed himself for an hour. Yeah. And this fucking guy can just like chuck him like it's nothing. But um, then he does make a mistake, Yokozuna. He does, yes. He looks at the camera and yells, Samoa, more than <laughs> once. What the hell is happening here? Well, there's sovereign nations Samoa in Japan. Like, and then I started to think about him. Like, am I missing something? Is he is he supposed to be a Samoan who learned uh, the style of um, sumo wrestling? But then I feel like eventually they they admit that he's Samoan and like maybe not. Maybe they is that when he can suddenly speak English when he's a face. I don't know. Maybe he's always supposed to be Japanese. It might not have been until like later when they do the lineage stuff that they reveal he was actually Samoan. Right. Um. <laughs> so. Fuji comes out, he's waving the flag. Yoko is just murdering Savage. Savage mounts one last comeback. Yoko's rattled. We get the great selling. And he, like, gives the fans hope. He goes to the knee. Yeah. Um, and then he has the great cutoff where he kicks Savage down. And the crowd bit hard on that. Uh, then Yoko just slaughters him with his impact offense. The belly to belly, the leg drop. But again, Savage comes back. So now you start to think, okay, he sustained that. Like, maybe this is it. Maybe he is going to win. Uh, but then we get the real questionable fatal flaw as Savage hits the big elbow and lays on Yoko like he's pinning him. And Yoko press slams him up and over, which is a great spot. Uh, there's never no, nothing ever like that spot, honestly, in the no. Rumble. Nor so, should there ever be again. No, because it, it made Savage look dumb. It would have been better if, like, his knee was fucked up and he hit the elbow and, like, collapsed on him because he couldn't move or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall, I thought this was dominant. I think it's an all-time performance. Uh, he was mainly pretty much moving, you know, most of the time he's in there. The eliminations were impressive. The strikes were impressive. The earthquake stuff was great. He was presented like a king in the ring. Like, he was just impressive and solidifies him as a top guy. Yeah, I don't know how they could have presented him stronger in the context of the match that they were right. telling. Um, I, the only caveat – so I think they presented him as a killer, so just where we're at – um, he's in there 14 minutes, 53 seconds. He eliminates seven guys in that time, uh, which is the top eliminator in the 93 Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, as for presentation, I'm at a seven. Yeah, I mean, right around there. I gave him an eight. I just, I mean, he, he's presented like a monster. He's presented as the next big thing. He's presented as dominant. Like, you know, Bobby and Gorilla are all over him. The crowd is buzzing. Like, yeah. I, I only went down a little bit from you because, and it's not his fault. But I just think that he probably would have looked even better if his eliminations weren't Tatanka, Carlos Colon, Owen Hart. You know, like, and again, that's just the flaw of the match. I wish he would have spent a little less time. He seemed to have trouble with Tito Santana. Right. In 93. So, again, like, I think he was dominant, but I think he could have been even more dominant. Yeah. The guys just weren't there. That's it. So it's not his fault, but that is what happened in the match. Um, I think where we might differ a little mm-hmm. bit is in the work. Yeah, so I gave him a six here. Uh, I gave him a big bump for the Quake stuff. I thought the eliminations looked crisp. I love the stuff with Savage down the down the end, down the stretch, where he's do you know given a, a couple of hope spots. Um, I just thought he was really good at like taking some offense, but always hitting the kill shot. So yeah, I just I thought he worked a pretty good match. See, I found I liked there. I re- I liked everything a lot up until the earthquake spot. And then I kind of found what he did was boring. Mm. Like, I did like his selling. I thought it was okay. I thought the Savage stuff was kind of silly. 
Um, I don't like the missed clothesline with Tito, but whatever. That's not a big deal. It's more that I thought that he went from super exciting until uh, into um, into just kind of like a lot of really generic stuff where I, I don't see why if they were just going to get to Yoko and, and Savage anyway, I don't see why he couldn't have just had a, been a bit more energetic and mm. like thrown out Tito quicker, you know? Gotten rid of Owen quick, maybe not quicker, but you know, like just there, I think there could have been more done to help him here. Yeah, I think, yeah, right. They could have done more to help him for sure. Like, yeah. he himself, I think, did all he could with who was in there. Yes, I would agree. Now, in terms of effectiveness, though, I mean, look, he won the Rumble, mm-hmm. he eliminated the most guys, he's in there for 14 minutes. Um, I'm at an eight, and I was willing to go higher. Where, where are you at? Where are you at? I, I went eight as well. I mean, it's super effective rumble. I think one of the best. I mean, look at these cumulative scores. Like, it's through the roof. He's going to be one of the highest for sure. Yeah. Um, he was just super effective. I don't know what more he could have really done. Um, obviously, a couple more things. We don't have him as 10, but he's he's damn close. Like, he got a lot accomplished in that time frame. Do you he's also think, the first winner to go to Mania for the title shot. Yes. Do you think that he cre- his winning created excitement for WrestleMania? Um, probably not. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking on effectiveness, because I was, like, leaning maybe a bit higher. Mm. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, because one of his jobs here is to create that excitement in winning. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at him versus Brett, and you're just thinking, like, how's that going to work? He's going to kill Brett? <laughs> yeah. Because Brett's not Hogan. Like, this is a Hulk Hogan opponent. Right. I think it would have been different if Hogan was champion. Yes, because then you're like, oh, wow, another giant from the slay. Is he going to slam him? You know? Right. Yeah. Like, there's no chance Brett slams him. Yeah. But that being said, I do think it's a really good run, and I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to like it as much as I did. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good, and he's really good. Because when I think about the 93 Rumble, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, and we're almost done, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I always go back to, like, wow, it's it's really a missed potential match. Right, and I always, I've always thought that he wasn't the right winner, right? Too, and so I was kind of pleasantly surprised watching it. That like, you know what? At the very least, he was clearly trying, and they try, they did some interesting things with him. Yep, I agree. So all those scores gives him a score of forty, and my friend, we have a tie. Okay, tied with Sid Justice from nineteen ninety two. Uh it's a tough one. I mean, Yoko I'll t- wins. I tell you what my heart says, <laughs> but but I'm I'm willing to overlook that. Like, it's tough because I do love the Sid run. I mean, he's awesome. And I was about to say the Sid one's more memorable, but I think Yoko's is more memorable too. I think they each have an argument. I think Yoko's argument is he wins. Yeah, I would think Sid's argument is that there's bigger stars that he's dealing with and. Like, you know, he plays into the finish in a yeah. big way. So even though he doesn't win, he kind of does. He was he's he was the last man standing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm honestly fine going sit over him. Honestly, like I, okay. I I I could see the argument. I could too. I'm happy, obviously happy to put sit ahead of him. Yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna really fight. Uh, that being said, I do think I think Sid's win creates more quality pro not since with since run creates yeah. more quality programming 
Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. All right. So that lands Yokozuna, 1993, as the 11th best Royal Rumble appearance of all time. Yeah, I mean, that felt right to me. I don't think that feels off. No, not at all. It puts him one slot ahead of The Undertaker from 2007. Yeah. Poor Rick Martel, 91, keeps dropping. Yeah, he needed to win. Yeah, I know. But he was never going to win. Never going to win. And I'm kind of surprised. I, I mean, not surprised, I guess. He's, I guess he was champion in 94, but we only get one more Yokozuna run here. That's it, yeah. In 94, he's champion. 95, he's gone uh, on hiatus. And then he's back, entering at number nine in 1996. Still a heel. Still Were you surprised? Presented. Sorry, go on. Were you surprised at the length that he was in here when you saw the time? Um... Not really, because they still presented him pretty highly. Like, he's still a key component at Camp Cornette. He was used well down the stretch in 95, coming off the big tag run with Owen. So, no, I mean, they still thought very highly of him. It's not until after this. Like, it's after Mania 12 where he starts to fall apart. But um, I think we start to see it in the match. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. But, yes, as a top heel. But they present him as a top face for, like, a few months after, too, when he turns. So it's not like he's done. But you could tell something was up with Cornette favoring Vader over him, and that starts here. Um, he comes out number nine. It, the ring is pretty full, and he gets a good buzz. Uh, Mr. Perfect picks him as the winner, and he starts going right at Backlund, picking up for 93. Yeah. Um, and then he goes at Mabel, which kind of plays off their issues at the end of 95. Mabel tries to throw him out. Yoko doesn't budge and just kind of headbutts him off. Do you think he went after Backlund right away and threw him out because he didn't want him to last an hour again? Yeah, I think he just was mad at him still from 93, like, fucking with him. You threw a dropkick at me, my friend? <laughs> no, thanks. Show you what Samoa is all about. So he lays it in a holly, gets into a Jake, ends up with Dory Funk, which is kind of cool, I guess. Do you um, think, do you and think then he does this weird bit where he rakes Dory's back I know. and then runs away to go fight one, two, three kid. He like literally scampered away after doing it. <laughs> and that's a, that's a, that's quite a feat for mm. a man his size to scamper. Do you think the sight of Sir Mo wearing only a vest inspired him to kill Mabel? I, so he could win Mo? No, so he could, like it just made him angry. I know put a fucking shirt so on he, that. I don't know if maybe it turned him on. Oh, he and he's trying to win Mo's love. <laughs> Samoa loves Mo. Um, he also really violently pulls Bob Hawley's hair from behind. Mm-hmm. Like he, so, this is where you really start to see him struggling moving around the ring. Like, he's holding onto the ropes a lot. He's barely yeah. moving. I mean, he's, he's huge at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, he, like Bob Hawley's, like, out of reach. Like, he clearly, like, reaches and misses and then says, fuck it, and just grabs his hair and yanks him <laughs> to the corner. Right. Uh, he starts working with Mabel. They double up on Omari. Uh, and he gets to the center of the ring for a minute. He has a fun little slugfest with Jake, who actually knocks him down and teases the DDT that we never get. Uh, then he goes back to Mabel and throws him out. And that's a cool moment. kind of reminds us that he's a top big man. Uh, Vince even says the big daddy in the ring. <laughs> Dad. they, were, they were holding on to that nickname. Yeah. Uh, think, and good foreshadowing, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you think him and Mabel are double-teaming Jake is overkill? No, you can never be too sure. And then, look, it didn't even work. Well, and Jake is 41 here, also not considered a youngster. He should have been. Obviously. So Vader comes out, and he's got Cornette. Yoko didn't, and Vince notes it. Uh, Yoko and Vader kind of stay out of their own, you know, stay in their own orbits for a bit until they eventually go face-to-face, and they shove, and they go their own way again. 
And Yoko just kind of moves around, not as energetic, like you said. He's clearly wearing down as he's put on the weight. Um, not, yeah. not that I want to also talk about Savio Vega anymore, mm-hmm. but at least three times in three minutes, Vince says, Savio Vega making a tremendous difference. <laughs> Does he think he's fought too? He may have, or maybe he wanted to get reignite the gimmick. Maybe. Someone better. Um, so Yoko and Vader end up back at each other. Cornette's begging them to stop, and it says, kind of work together, don't fight, whatever. And then out come the squat team, um, oh. and they, they come down together. And we get a big Haas showdown as Yoko and Vader work together, which makes Cornette happy. Like, and now he's like, yes, this is a dominant force. Like, they look awesome. And that includes them just, like, murdering Savio. <laughs> Double avalanche, yeah. leg drops. Like, they're just crushing him. Uh, but then they start the fight again. As Sean is coming in, Yoko actually wins the battle, and then him and Vader are tussling on the ropes, and Sean comes over and throws them both out. So that's like a pretty big spot right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, yes, I, I was. Did it feel weird seeing Michaels do that to those guys? No, it was like a statement. He had just entered, coming off the injury, comes out, you know, basically has a chance, finds an opening to take out two huge contenders. I guess, yeah. Um, I really like the Vader stuff. I thought that was really interesting. But mm-hmm. I think this is where you clearly see that the, the company's moving on from him right. and that Vader's their guy. Yeah, yeah. You can tell it's going to be a passing of the torch. You can tell Yoko's going to be the odd man out. Uh, Cornette's pissed. Like, he's showing that off. And that was a solid showing. I mean, he was a key part in getting Vader and Sean over. But otherwise, really was was kind of gassed uh, for a bunch of it. Not built for, like, a long, deep run at this point. Probably should have just had a few minutes. Like you said, it was surprising a little bit how long he was in. Maybe if you tighten that up, he comes in, Rex House, Vader comes out, and you go from there. Um, but as is, it's, you know, fine. Yeah, it's 19 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a long one. It's long for him. Like, like you're going to see our next guy has one that's, like, slightly longer than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's more of an athletic dude, right? Um yeah, I don't know. Like, I found he was really tired. Yes. Like, I don't know why. Like, it, it, they're lucky he didn't have a heart attack. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So I, I'm i at a three for presentation because I think he's still someone. He's still something. But the match is so not about him anymore. And he's not even the second most pushed big guy in the match, I feel. Like, I feel by this point, both Mabel and Vader seem higher in the pecking order, even though Yoko eliminates Mabel. Yeah, I give him a four, so right around the same. Um, they do talk him up as a threat. Perfect picks him. They he's, still, him yeah. he's the big daddy. throws up Mabel. Um, it's really not until Vader gets the best of it, because even before that, it's almost like this team's only going to work if Yoko allows it. Like, that's how it felt. So they were still presenting him as, like, the senior in that group, you know? Yeah. I love the punching sequence with Vader. I, mm-hmm. Man, watching this, I can't wait to talk about Vader, but watching this, it's like, how did they, how did this not work? Yeah, I know. Well, if you want to hear all about it, go to the Wrestling Warzone. Every other Thursday, me and Chad have documented uh, the treatment of Vader throughout 1996. Now, is that Vader or is that the man they call Vader? The man they call Vader. Oh, okay. Um, I'm at a two for work slash creativity. Um, I yeah. just think he's just he's struggling. Like he's really struggling. Yeah, more with a three. I mean, so again, right around the same. I liked all the stuff with Yoko. I liked him destroying poor Savio. Uh, the elimination of Mabel was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I'm at a three for effectiveness because look, he lasted a third of the match and he eliminated mm-hmm. three guys. 
Yeah, and he helps get Vader and Sean over. Yeah, that's that's fair. So that lands Yoko 96 at 18. Not too many ties, which is nice. Yeah. So I think Axe 89 is better than him. Yeah. What about Tito Santana 1988? Uh, I guess Tito first because he's that's such a a key in the introduction of the Rumble match. Yeah, I would agree, and he was a a face that they cared about mm-hmm. to be in there early. And then right under Tito is Jake eighty nine. So I I think I'd have Jake eighty nine ahead of him too. Yeah, because of the uh, Andre stuff. And the last guy to compare him to is Jerry Lawler, uh, nineteen ninety three. Who's currently sitting at number 69, which feels appropriate. Yeah, that should stay. All right, put him below that. Okay, so that lands Yokozuna 1996. Does that mean we can't put anybody ahead of Jerry Lawler 1993? Nope. Uh, Yokozuna 1996 as the 70th Mm. best Royal Rumble appearance of all time. It's not bad. Like, that's really not bad. No. And I'm curious if he had more, if he if he'd go higher, right? Um, total time in ring on the two rumbles he's in: 34 minutes seven seconds. Total of ten eliminations. Average time in the ring: 17 minutes, which I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. So that closes the book on Yokozuna. It's a shame that he, he, if he had one more, he'd qualify for our like right top rumblers, right? But, like, just with two rumbles, like, if you just looked at those two rumbles, he's still one of the higher uh, cumulative averages. Yes. Like, with with just two, he'd be fifth. So. And the only guys ahead of him would be Hogan, Justice. Justice has one. Um, Andre, Sean. That's pretty uh, high company there. Now entering the Royal Rumble. book on the 93 Rumble? Oh, I am excited. Owen comes in at 28, so right at the very end. Gets a nice little pop. He slides in, but he's kind of ignored, because this is when Quake and Yoko are going at it. So he just kind of goes and grabs Sags, and they dance. <laughs> they don't the even corner. cut to him or show the time. No, they're just all focused on the big man showdown. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla puts over Owen, though. It says he's got a chance at this point. He likes his chances. And he survives Martel. He almost eliminates him. Then he's part of the gang to try and throw Yoko out, but he's kind of toward the back and just kind of shoving on them. Um, yeah. But then he does charge Yoko once he gets freed up. Uh, yeah. From there, he drop kicks Sags out and then skins the cat back in. 
Gorilla's well, all he about struggles. Him. He struggles. Yes, he does. He does struggle. Yes, but he, he does make, make it back. Now, are the taxi pants hurting him here? Not yet. I just find he looks like such a clown. Like, yeah. I, I remember always hearing about Owen Hart because, like, you know, like, oh, he wrestles in AWA or something or something, and he's good. And then I saw him, and I, I, I couldn't believe that this guy was Bret Hart's brother. Right. Like, it just didn't add up to me at all. And then at, towards the end, the brain, it's cool because Bobby goes, you know, if he wins this, he could meet his brother at WrestleMania. And I can't imagine this was a thought in anyone's mind. <laughs> right. I mean, he had just debuted. Well, no, actually, I guess he'd been around a year. So. Well, and even then, he, he, I mean, he'd been there on and off since, like, 89, right? Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't obvious to most people. Yeah. So he ends up uh, drop-kicking out Sags, does the skin the cat. Gorilla loves him. He's putting him over big time. Yeah. And then we get the nasty bump where Yoko whips him for the ring, and he slams his leg hard. Gorilla said he blew his knee out. <laughs> And uh, that's that. So, I mean, this is fine. There's a couple of cool moments. I like the dropkick of Sags in that elimination. He was put over strong by Gorilla and a fine little late run in the match. I, I thought the dropkick looked great. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I just sneezed off mic. Bless you. I went two for presentation because uh, mainly because of how late he enters, uh, the way he picks his spots, and Gorilla really went in hard on him as, like, being a threat and a contender. Um, I went one. I, I really think the the look hurts him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they don't give a shit about him at the beginning, but there's also important stuff going on, so I right. kind of forgive it. But I never once believed him as an actual threat to win. Right. I did go two on work though because I really like that drop kick on Sags. I love the velocity on that um, Yokozuna hip toss mm-hmm. elimination. So I wanted to bump him up a bit there. Okay, that's where I went. I went one, so, I mean, pretty much balances out presentation and work for them. Yeah, and I think one for effectiveness. I mean, nothing special, but I thought he I thought he did okay. He eliminated mm-hmm. a guy. Like, it wasn't horrible. Yep, same. So that gives uh, Owen a 1993 eight points. There's a lot of them. I'm going to pick in the middle. Right? Okay. Okay, he's better than Tatanka in 1994. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tatanka's got a bit of a run now, right? I don't know. Tatanka's in there 20 minutes, and we gave him all the same scores. Yeah, all right. Um, I think he's better than Tatanka 96, too, which is which we have above Tatanka 94. Ugh. Is okay. he better than the Tornado 1991? Probably not. Okay. Throw a slot in there. So that slots Owen Hart, 1993, as the 152nd best um, Royal Rumble appearance of all time. And the final uh, appearance of those pants in a Royal Rumble. Thankfully. All right. Let's go to 1994. A dramatic shift for Owen as he comes in number five and has already had like a very eventful evening. Yes. Team with Brett earlier in the night against the Quebecers. Major heat coming out. Kicks Brett's leg from his leg. And, yeah, he gets awesome. He, like, you know, I was in this crowd. Everyone was pissed after what he did to Brett earlier in the night. So he is booed soundly. And you can feel him leveling up as the night goes on. Like, from where he started to where the night ends, for sure. He goes right at Rick Steiner. Brave. It's brave to fight Rick Steiner. 
Uh, not in this condition, because he had just gotten the mist blown in his eyes from Quang, so he couldn't see. Um, so Owen literally just grabs him and throws him out. I love and DiBiase loves it. He's, he puts him over for taking advantage of a weakened Rick Steiner. Yeah, and that whole exchange with is because Vince is like Owen Hart attacking a visually impaired Rick Steiner. And yes. Ted goes, well, you have to take advantage of everything. And Vince goes, not that. You're right. What's he but, supposed to do? Did he want him to just wait till he got his, like, vision back? Uh, so from there, he fucks with Quang a little bit, a little bit with Scott Steiner, a little bit of Bark Gun. Diesel comes in and is, like, lays in a beating on Owen and just throws him out. Um, he, he does get, before he gets thrown out, he's got some pretty sweet uppercuts on, on Bark Gun. Um, he does get thrown over and sneaks back in. But yeah, once Diesel's in there, Owen eats some fucking stiff as fuck elbows. And then, yeah, he, he Diesel really just picks them up and tosses them like a piece of garbage out. Yeah, it was a, it was a cool looking elimination. But it felt weak. Um, his night was designed to be so big. And the moment, the moment was cool when Diesel throws him out, but we weren't getting the Diesel wrecking crew yet. So it felt weird, you know what I mean? Like Diesel threw him out so easily because it's like Diesel was at the end of this big push. That like if Owen had gotten thrown out by Diesel four guys later, it would have been more impactful. If that makes sense. Like at this point, we're, we didn't know Diesel was going to be this dominant yet. Yeah. Um, one positive is it allows him to avoid Brett, so he gets some spotlight and yeah. keeps them apart. But they didn't really take advantage. I thought it felt like a step back. I think I would have left him in until like. Savage or whoever comes out, but I guess they couldn't because of the diesel stuff. Or they so. could have, they could have, um, they could have like kind of moved him a little bit later because Brett comes in really late. Right. So he could have came in right when the diesel run ends and he could have came in like that right after that. Yeah. 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 Like or he could just not tried- have a minute at all. Like that could have been part of his complaint, right? That Brett got the double dip and he couldn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I do like him coming out, and I love when he comes out, too, how pissed off he looks. Right. Like, I don't know what his problem is. Like, Yeah, is he... just like this, I guess because Diesel was just not a big deal at the time he threw him out. Like, to me, it felt like, oh, like, I thought this was going to be a big night for him, <laughs> and then we, he told him it in five minutes. Right. In, in such a nondescript way, too. Yeah. It would have been better if he came in right after the Diesel push, and then, like I said, like Savage or something that throws him out. Yeah, or like he he like joins Savage trying to fight Diesel and then like betrays Savage kind of thing. Right, or even Luger. Maybe Luger throws him out when he gets in. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of options there. Um, it's it's short. It's only four minutes and ten seconds. Mm-hmm. It's got Rick Steiner elimination. The only man to ever eliminate Rick Steiner from a Royal Rumble. Oh, there you go. Historical. Uh, I'm at a two for presentation though because I I do wish that he he was in there a bit longer. I give it three just because it felt like a top heel suddenly. The crowd's all over him. Yeah. Um, DiBiase's hyping him up. Like he felt like a, a pretty, you know, bigger deal than you would have thought. See, I, I would agree with that if they didn't just completely, um, I don't want to say job because that's not the right word, right. but like job him to Diesel. Like he got zero on Diesel, right? Yeah. I think it gets, it does get alleviated once we see where Diesel goes. So from like a booking standpoint, but yes, in that second, it looked very questionable. I'm at a one for work. I just don't think he's in there long enough. Yep, same. At least he didn't botch a skin the cat on this one. Um, and I'm at a one for effectiveness because I think if I was if I was ranking his entire evening, it would be way higher. But I don't know how much this match really became an effective thing. 
Yeah, I gave it a two. Um, yeah, pretty much the same. But I do think he at least throws out Rick. He gets the good heat. He feels like he may control for a while, and he helps get Diesel over as part of the flurry. Right. So that gives him 10. All right. Is he better than Haku 2001? Uh, Haku's entrance was cooler as a surprise. Yeah. Owen's probably better in the ring. It's it's more it's way more impactful as as right. a, as a whole I think yeah okay so that lands Owen Hart from 1994 as the 125th best Royal Rumble appearance of all time Owen's got a bunch of these though mm-hmm so 95 is a different one he's kind of coming in at a peak as a heel at number 11 do you think again he had a, huh? do you think this is peak as a heel as a solo heel act yes. You don't think it's like summer '94, um, or is this all one run for you? This is all one run still. Like this, okay, this run fine. to me ends when he loses to Brett on Action Zone, and then a few weeks later it becomes like a tag guy with Yoko. Okay, that's fair. Because I think he's still presented as being in the main event picture at this point. Um, but he and he also had a busy night earlier again torturing Brett in the undercard when he got involved in the Brett and Diesel match. So. Given the weak field, like, he's on the short list of real threats. Like, coming into the show, it wouldn't have been that crazy to think Brett could win the title and Owen could win the Rumble. Like, I, I think that was at least in the realm of potential possibility, even though everyone knew Sean was probably winning. Like, it's something, that a route they could have went to blow that off big time. Especially yeah, I'd agree, after that. I'd agree with that. But and as they... we've argued, and Marcus I covered on Wrestling Above Replacement, W War, I still think they should have just done Brett and Owen in the no holds bar match at Mania. Oh, yeah. Instead of Backlund? Yeah. Well, my argument was they should have had him do double duty because he wanted to one-up Brett from the year before. So he fights Brett, and then he fight him and Yoko win the tag titles. Interesting. Okay. How would uh, he one-up Brett, though? Well, because Brett – before the show, he wants to one-up Brett because Brett had two matches – Owen beat him at WrestleMania 10, and then Brett won the world title. So he wants to do what Brett did. He wants to beat Brett and then, and then win a title. Oh, okay. So the tag title would up Brett's would, – would outpace Brett's world title in his mind. Well, yeah, because he'd go 2-0. Oh, I see. I he see. wants to show he can do better than what Brett did. Okay, like I could win two matches at WrestleMania. Right. I'm going to beat you and win a title. And then like Savage is like, I won four. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, um, but they so, don't do that. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, so Brett follows him out as he enters, beats him up in the aisle, which gets a big pop, which is fine. Like, that part's fine. But then he recovers and gets in the ring, and British Bulldog throws him right back out, yeah. which again gets a big pop. But it's a storyline fodder, and it's a big loss for a Rumble that's on life support from a talent point of view. For a Rumble that has t- both Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn in it. Like, and they do this with Backlund, too, like we talked about when we did Backlund. It's, yeah, it's not great. It's not a great decision. Are they heel number two and three at this point in this Rumble? In the Rumble? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I guess Sean is one. Absolutely. Okay. 
But even then, Sean's getting cheered. <laughs> right. Uh, Owen, Sean, and I, I think Owen's not that far behind Sean and then Backlund. But, right. I I mean, yes. And Owen and Backlund are both wasted. Like, you could have had Brett still do this. Just let Owen wrestle for a while, and then Brett comes out and pulls him out. Yeah. Or have fucking Brett attack him on the way, like, as he leaves. Yeah, or Brett just attacks him, but he doesn't get eliminated right away. Yeah. <laughs> like, just Brett can still beat him up. So, anyway, yeah. Um, Grade-wise, I went one for presentation. Um, because he's still Owen. Like, he comes out, it's like a big deal. And Brett cares enough to beat him up. He's coming off the early night. Yeah, I'm, I'm at zeros. I, I, like, across the board, completely. All right, I gave him a one for effectiveness, only because it helps continue the big feud with Brett, and it's going to set up their final match. I guess. It's just like, when I look at the, like, like I feel like that, Brett coming out and beating up Backlund and Owen is so indicative of the match that the most over face in the match is not right. in the match. Yeah, but that's not Owen. I mean, Owen's still effective in what he's doing. I don't know. Like, he didn't need to do this at all. Brett could have beaten him up backstage, and it would right. have been the exact same thing. Like, he's not effective in the context of it being a Royal Rumble at all. For me, right. anyway. Okay. Well, but whatever. I mean, he still just got a two. So, yes. there's a million twos. Okay. There's only three seconds, though, so that should bubble him up. <laughs> I'm going to put him at the head of the twos. I could, I could, I could live with that. Who's the top two? Who is Backlund95. 16 seconds. Um, yeah, I'd probably, I, I don't know. I put him above because it was original when he did it. Yeah, let's put him above. Okay, so that's the 211th best rumble of all time. So far, Owen Hart not making a very good case for himself here. No. No, he's not. No. I think he's going to be in the sad group of disappointments. That you wouldn't think would be disappointing. But let's see, because 1996 is his longest entry. He comes in at 17, and again, he's kind of like still a top heel. He had just done the injury angle with Sean, and he comes in riding that wave. And it seems like, you know, he's set for at least a rematch with Sean coming off of this at some point. I love hearing his music. Yes. So good. Um, Were you at all surprised at the lack of reaction to him here? Um. Yeah, but this whole rumble's like that, right? It's a very muted crowd. Um, yeah, but he again, he's coming off the tag title run. He's a big part of Camp Cornette. So, you see the tag champs at this point? Or did they lose? No, they, they lost. lost. Yeah, they lost it. Um, the night after in your house three. Oh, but he's gonna win it. I, I'm I'm getting confused. He's gonna win it later in the year with um, Bulldog. Yeah, maybe. they win in mind games. Yeah. Um, for now he's not. But again, he's he's one of the top heels in the match for sure. Yeah, and I love right off the top. Perfect's putting over him having the greatest martial arts kicks. <laughs> yes, yes. With this, which seems strange, but I love when he climbs the stairs and Holly's kind of like being held over the ropes, and he mm-hmm. just starts like kicking the shit out of him, right. like from outside the ring. And I think they do a great job early too, putting over how he nearly killed Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they're all over it. Like, and again, it's part of his heat for sure. And he gets to enter with Yoko and Vader in there, so Ken Cornette like looks strong as he comes in. And, uh, again, good heat, perfect, reminds us right away what he did. Uh, I love him attacking Holly as well, who's dangling out. And then he's kind of in the background for a bit, um, yeah. messing with Holly, kid, as Vader's kind of doing his thing. He tries to go at Sean, but he gets swatted off as Sean's got other stuff going on, which is kind of weird given the heat on their feud. Like, you think yeah. 
they would have been more interaction for them out of the gate. It's almost like Sean doesn't re- respect the hearts. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could be part of it. Like, he wouldn't even bang Diana. Wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, he kind of ambles around as Vader wrecks Sean. Again, you think he'd help? Or at least be, like, laughing? Like, instead, he's just kind of doing his own thing. As Vader's it, just, like, slinging Sean um, around. And then Vader fucking chucks Owen around like a ragdoll, despite them being stable mates. Well, so, Vader eliminates Michaels and eliminates Owen Hart. But I guess none of it counts this year for whatever reason. Right, right. Which makes me wonder, like, should Owen just have come in later? <laughs> like, if you weren't going to have him fuck with Sean right away, and you were going to have him and Vader being there at the same time and not really do much together, like, why is he in there now? Like, he yeah. should have just came in at this point, you know? Yeah. Or maybe even right at the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, he hides while Vader's celebrating in the ring, which I liked. Um, Hakushi does like his handspring, nails him with a punch. Um, and then Owen beats up fucking turncoat Tatanka. And then we get this cool spot where like Hakushi whips him, he whips Hakushi into the corner and Hakushi tries to like float over and Owen catches him on the shoulder and just kind of tosses him out. I've always loved that elimination. It's a good one. Um, and he stooged for Hakushi a bit too, which was cool. But just, like, no momentum. And then he finally kind of makes a statement at that elimination. He attacks all the Montoya. And, again, there's not much interaction with Sean. Um, he gets into it with Hunter in the corner a bit. And then Why he could... finally gets to Sean, but it's not heated. It felt like two random Rumble guys just going at it. Why couldn't he have broken Triple H's neck? <sighs> I would like to see some heat and anger between him and Sean. Um, yeah. Diesel, kinda... Diesel has more heat and anger with him. Yeah, well, they had fought, too, at In Your House. Remember yeah. Diesel for revenge. But um, So he, he works around from guy to guy. He's not really accomplishing much. He almost eliminates Sean. They fight on the apron, but they hang on. Uh, Owen throws out Horowitz and then finally hits Sean with the Enziguri. Yeah. And Vince calls it, but sort of out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't even really focused on. It just kind of happened. It's shocking. Oh, my God. Like, it was one of those. I, I will it, say this. Yeah. There's a really nice touch with the Horowitz stuff. Um, because, like, Sean holds Horowitz for Owen. Right. Like, I, it's such a weird, quick moment. But Sean holds Horowitz for Owen, and Owen has none of it and punches Sean in the face instead. Right. And I it's love that. weird. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, why on earth would Sean think it's appropriate to team with this guy? It's it's odd. Some of, some of the stuff in here was odd. Um, and then we kind of did get a replay in 94 where Diesel just grabs him and throws him out. But we don't see it. Like, it's during the replay of the Enziguri. So, and, sh- and Sean gets credit for the elimination. Yeah, it's weird. I don't I don't get it. He yeah. felt like he just a guy. There was no memorable spots besides the Enziguri, and even that was kind of buried. No. Um, I found it to be quite disappointing. Again, like, we've talked about dudes like this, whether it was Tatanka, Beefcake, like – this is a real chance for him to, like, stand out. And, you know, he didn't even celebrate Vader beating up Sean. It's like they just forgot the angle for a night for some reason. Yeah, he just kind of stands there, around and tries to push guys out. We never felt like a threat that he should have been. been there for almost 21 minutes. Like, that's yeah. a long time to, like – and it's a long time to be disinteresting in the match. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's around this point that I was like, maybe he's just not good at these matches. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's so disappointing. But he's so good at character stuff, and this is a rumble where that could have carried him. Yeah. Like, be sneaky and, and hiding behind Yoko and Vader and, and picking shots at Sean and, like, keep going after Sean. Like, 
just none of that was in there. Like they just avoided each other. It was just weird. It was just yes, he should have just came out later. I think I think that would have solved a lot of the issues with his performance in this one if he just came in later and, and didn't wasn't around for the bulk of the Camp Cornet stuff. Yeah. So th- that said, I gave him a three for presentation. I mean, he's still presented as a guy. They talk him up as a the dude that almost ended Sean's career with the Enziguri and all that. So like, I, I feel like he's at least presented as a threat. I'm at a two, same reasons. Uh, I think we're we're pretty on that. Mm-hmm. I'm at a one for work, though. I'm super disappointed with his work. Same. I found it to be very boring and very bland. And yeah. outside of the Enziguri, he doesn't really do much. Uh, I'm at a two for effectiveness. He does last 20 minutes. He does eliminate two guys, which is more than he usually does. He didn't build a feud or anything, but I guess character-wise, it was a good showing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I gave him a one, so whatever. We cancel out pretty much. That lands him at 10. So I don't think it's as good as his 94 run. No. I don't think it's as good as Haku. No. Is it better than Paul (laughs) Roma 1991? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm with you. And I would also not put him above Haku 1992. Right. What about Coco Beware 1993? Yeah, he's probably better than that. All right, so that lands Owen as the 129th. That That is super disappointing. Like, yeah. Owen 96 with 20 minutes and he's in there with Sean. <laughs> you would think something's going to happen. And yeah. it, I mean, that whole rumble is disappointing, but that's definitely a big chunk of it do you think this rumble is better if owen hart and hunter hearst helmsley reverse i I say this now but like maybe if he was in at the beginning of the match instead no no i think it would have just played out the same i think it's better if he just comes in late with bulldog and they kind of double up late right why have him in there when vader and yoko in there if he's not going to be play a part in that story right yeah it makes sense all right, let's fast forward to 1997. He comes in at number 13. Yeah. You know, he's kind of doing the weird shit with Bulldog at this point. Um, they are champions, but... Vince is so unhappy to see him. Yeah, he, he calls him a bread stinky, rotten brother. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a slammy, which is awesome. You know, he's really feeling himself in the gimmick. Um, and he runs into a thin ring where Bulldog awaits him. So you kind of think, all right, well, they might work together. But this whole thing has been happening with him and Bulldog and Austin that kind of started in the winter and carried over here. Um, JR calls him a whiner, and he goes right at Austin. Finally, yeah. some fucking aggression from Owen. <laughs> goes right at him, and Bulldog helps him. They double up Austin, but then Owen sneaks in and knocks Bulldog out as, it, just as he's about to eliminate Austin. He doesn't um, knock him out. He throws him out. Yeah, he throws him out. Like it's, and it's, Owen tries to defend himself. Like Bulldog's oh, he's bitching at him from the floor. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was a good story progression because the story has been that Owen low key keeps screwing Bulldog. Yeah. And Bulldog, you know, out of loyalty to the family is like staying with him, but Owen keeps fucking with him and it costs him here again. So I thought this was well done. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I love the Bulldog. I saved you. He put me out. <laughs> yeah. I would argue this is the, the best like stretch of his rumble runs so far by, by far. Yes, I would agree with that. And it's 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 funny too. Like right. he he doesn't even hide that he threw him out. No. Like it's not like he bumped into him like Hogan and Warrior or right. even Hogan and Savage. Like this is him like grabbing him by the tights and throwing him out of the ring. The only transgression is that he should have tried to get Austin with him as a rumble participant. Would have made more sense. 
I guess as a someone tried to win the match, but I feel like he was more trying to just fuck over the bulldog. Um, then he beats up Mil Mascaris and then leans yes. on Mil Mascaris. He beats up Triple H for a while. Man, he, if only he'd broken his neck. King is rooting hard for him through all this. Uh, he goes at Goldust. He goes back to Austin. And I, great, I just felt like he had a much better presence in this one. Yeah, great moment where like he kicks down Austin from behind mm-hmm. and then yells at him about uh, – he blames him for eliminating the Bulldog. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> like, That's for Davey Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he crunches Austin with Enziguri. Yeah. Um and he has a little mini match with him. He gets some offense in. He avoids getting thrown up by Goldust and then throws Goldust out. And then Owen and Mero are fighting and Austin throws them both out because he's gonna get the ring clear for Brett um to come out. But you know, and again this was another off camera um elimination for Owen, so we don't see it. So Yeah, he gets ending. all tied up with Mark Merrow, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, he does eliminate Goldust in this stretch, also though. Yes, yep. punches him, and then Goldust just falls out of the ring. It's a very strange elimination. So, I mean, all in all, I thought this is better than last year. Uh, he at least did some stuff. The Bulldog shit was fun, not a ton, but he had more presence. He felt like a threat. He felt like aggressive, and he probably could have gotten more out of him given his place on the card. But that's you know, as great as this Rumble is, and I am a fan of it, I do feel like one of its faults is. I guess maybe something like a 93, they eliminated a lot of guys that could have stuck around and been helpful. It's like they, they cut short. Even Bulldog, like, could have been in there longer. Even Merrow goes out quick. Goldust goes out quick. Like, I, these are guys that are name guys that could have helped that little middle stretch, um, or at least maybe the post-Brett-Austin showdown into the final stretch and had some more names in there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean... I, I or feel put him like, earlier because early yeah. dense too. So if you were going to do anything with with guys like him, you probably well then you lose a lot of the Austin stuff. Like the I think the weakest right. part of the Rumble is the first like three entrants. Yeah, but then once Austin gets in, it's it's up there. Like right. and then like you know even though we say he we got him out here, like yeah okay, but Brett's going to come in and then once Brett's in like. Yeah, there's a couple of slugs, but not a ton. You get Mankind, you get Rocky, you get Undertaker, Vader. Like, yeah. there, there's a lot of great people in there at that point. So, anyway, could have been more, but yeah. as is, it's it's probably you know my favorite of all of his so far. It, it you know it kind of reminds me of like the Big Boss Man run in '92, right? In that like it's like oh I wish I could have had more, but I don't know where I'd put it in the match, right? Um, I'm at a two for presentation because I, as much as I like this run, I think he's like, he's presented less of a threat than the year before. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I gave him a four because he is still coming off like he's a tag team champion. He's going toe to toe with Steve Austin. Him and Bulldog is like one of the top storylines in the company. So I think he's actually presented pretty strongly. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you could, you, even in 96, there's like a, you could almost see him win. Right. Like, it'd be a real outside shot, right? But if they wanted to go all in on Michaels and him, you could see it. I think here, there's no way. No, yeah, but like, I mean, he's still presented strong. Sure. To me, if you're going to be presented as a winner, like, 
we're talking like a six or seven grade. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. I, well, no, not necessarily. Like it, it depends. Like, like he was, he was, he was presented as a, well, I guess he wasn't presented as a potential winner in 95. I mean, there's potential winners that, that uh, score less than six or seven, I think. Yep. I really want to right now, yeah. but it's okay. I'm at a two for work though. I, I liked his work in this one a lot more. I am at a two, two, same. And I'm at a two for effectiveness. Eight minutes and a half, two eliminations. Told the story with the bulldog. Got it on with Austin, the guy who's about to be the top star. Good showing. Yep, for Owen. Uh, so that lands him with fourteen. Pretty good. It's definitely yeah. his best so far. Definitely. Is he better than Jim Duggan in 1992? Probably. I mean, I like the Bulldog stuff that much, so. I'm I'm okay to put him ahead of Bulldog, Jim Duggan 92, although Duggan is a good part of that match, last 20 minutes. Right. Um, interesting, I didn't do this on purpose, but no, uh, two, like under Jim Duggan 92 is Boss Man 92. Oh, that's funny. Like, I didn't mean to make that um, right. <laughs> that comparison. Uh, so this Owen Hart performance, 1997, sneaks in the top 100, finishing 98th. Okay. Well, yeah. see how long he lasts. Nah, probably not there. Ah, you never know what the guy's coming up, so. All right. 1998 comes in at number nine. Um... And a big stretch room. He's post Montreal now. He's no more hard family around with him. He's just he's a black heart. Black heart. And being seemingly lined up for a main event level run against potentially Shawn Michaels in the title. Yeah, but how and surprised he, we were. <laughs> right. I mean it felt like maybe that was gonna happen here. And then there were rumors that maybe it could happen in No Way Out or even WrestleMania. Right. Um so he comes out, he gets attacked by Jarrett and Cornette, just like ninety five. Yeah. And he actually ends up being carted off and doesn't resurface for a while. He gets a he gets a huge pop yeah. and a standing ovation from Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's excited for him. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, feel like if he had if he had asked if they if they'd asked Mike Tyson, he might have called him Bret Hart. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, when you watch this, was it annoying to have to go find when he was in the match? It was. Yeah. Right. Because like. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't remember exactly what happened. I, I remember how he got eliminated, but I forgot about Jarrett. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess he's going to get in there and, and Triple H is going to come out right away. But then he gets carted off and I'm like, oh, come on. I got to find, see, it's, if he was in there 10 minutes, fine, but I got to find two minutes now in this hour long rumble. Yeah, I wasn't pleased. Well, he does come back out. Uh, it's when Jeff Jarrett enters. So he attacks Jarrett from behind and eliminates Jarrett. So he gets some revenge here. Yeah. Uh, but it only then lasts a couple of minutes because Triple H and China come out on Triple H is on crutches, has a knee injury. He, uh, smacks Owen with a crutch and China pulls him out. So again, another storyline based entrance for him. And again, kind of weird. Like, why not have him have a longer run after the Jarrett thing and then have Hunter come screw him? Why not have him break Triple H's neck? So many just weird misuses in all these rumbles with him. Uh, but at least got the big moment throwing out Jarrett as revenge. So it was fine. It put heat on the feud. There was some nasty shots at the crutch, but just deserved a bit of a better run. The other thing with this, too, what I didn't understand is 
the, the rules are always so wonky, but like, right. I guess he really wanted to attack Jared from behind because when right. he came out, he looked fine. So why right. is he only coming out now? Maybe, yeah, just waited for him. And how is he allowed to enter the ring? The other thing too is that like Hunter and China are standing at ringside. China's got a crutch in her hand, holding it like a baseball bat, and he still hangs out near them. Right. Like the other thing with this too is who is he supposed to be feuding with here? Is it Hunter or is it Jarrett? It just feels like such a waste. Kind of both, I guess. Maybe. But again, like, this is a rumble that I think often gets a little bit overrated. Because I think when you watch this rumble, it's not the best. And it right. probably could have used an over Owen Hart in it. Yeah, for sure. That That's, yes. So why not have him just come out a little bit quicker with Jarrett, last for a while, and then Hunter comes out and screws him. Like, why not have Jarrett be the next person in? Right, and Owen just recovers in the aisle and comes in. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I found this, again, very disappointing. I'm at a one for presentation, and to me, this seemed to seal the fate of what he was going to be. Yeah. He's the hottest hottest he ever is, right? Right, and it was clear they were going to put him in with Hunter and not Sean after this. Um, so I went with a two just because he does get that big pop and he comes out and does eliminate Jarrett. Right. I'm going to one for work. I, again, I just, there's just nothing here. And I went with the two just because, you know, again, throwing Jarrett out, coming out and fighting back and the Triple H stuff like was well done with China. He takes that nasty crutch shot. I would a zero for effectiveness. I gave him a two because, uh, again, he eliminates Jarrett. And it furthers the feud with Hunter and China, which is going to be a Mania match. So. Right. Mania match that I – Hunter wins this one, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, Owen wins it. Backlash, I think. Fucking terrible. All right. Um, is he here already? Is it better than Owen Hart 93? Because it's eight points and he's tied with it. Uh, Yeah. I think so. Tornado 91? No. Okay, so he's one ahead of Owen Hart 93. All right. All right, so that lands him at the 155th best Rumble appearance of all time. All right, last one, Owen Hart, 1999, enters at 29, and a very late draw with a golden opportunity. I mean, the whittle downfield, there's not a lot of guys out there. There's big stakes involved with the bounty and the title shot, and Jeff Jarrett's in the ring when he comes out, so he's got backup. That's his tag partner. So this is really a setup for him. Um, and there's a lot of focus on Austin events, so we really don't even see much of what he's doing. No. He works with Boss Man a lot of the time, never gets any spotlight. He goes over to D'Lo in the background, somehow makes the final five, but it has never even been talked about. Yeah. Fights with Boss Man, gets his Enziguri in and Austin yet again, and then gets thrown right out. When Triple H turns on Owen and then double teams him with the Boss Man. Yeah. This he should yeah. have broken his neck. It was a sad showing. Like, just fought Bossman for six minutes and was ignored until he was eliminated. Just a wasted opportunity. And you can just tell where he was at this point in his career. Just not going anywhere. He does hit the Inziguri on Austin, yeah. which I can't believe Austin let him do. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I when I got to the end of this match, I was like, you know, I find Owen Hart to generally be a pretty exciting wrestler. But, like... I gotta rethink Owen Hart, I think. Like, and I, like, I feel like when we're, when we are in no holds barred on Saturdays, we're reworking our GWWE mm-hmm. list. 
And I feel like the more I think about it, he's probably dipping quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think he's in like that DiBiase, Jake, Rude. He's just got a couple more. Perfect. The bucket yeah. where it's like the name brand and like perception outpaces his resume. But I'm with you. He's got so he's got some better stuff. Like he's got the match with Brett that no one else has. The Austin match at SummerSlam. He's got Canadian Stampede. So like he's still got a lot of great stuff. All the tag stuff with Bulldog. Yeah. Um, the tag match on Raw. Like you know he's got iconic things. So King of the Ring run, the slammy stuff. I mean he's he's got way more than those guys. I think. Yeah. But I but think a, a he also has a lot of down. Yeah, and a much less important character. Right. Well, well he's important, important to his time. Yeah. A much less credible character, maybe. He's, I mean, you could argue that the hearts of 97 aren't nearly as big without him. As great as Brett is. Yeah, I mean, he does improve it. I guess you're right. He's a big part of the story with him reuniting with Brett and Bulldog and all that. Like, that's a big – that solidifies the Hart Foundation when Owen forgives Brett and they get together. You know what I mean? For sure. But you could see DiBiase, perfect, rude, leading stables. Yeah. You could not see Owen Hart leading a stable. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I, I just think Owen. I agree with you. I think, I think his work's out there. And again, that's something Chad and I have talked about in Warzone. Yeah, like with, um, you know, even that match it in your house six with Sean being kind of disappointing. You would expect more. A lot of the raw matches around that stretch, you would expect him to be one of the guys carrying the show. Right? Yeah, and he's he's not like he, more often than not, he kind of doesn't show up. But then he does have top-level stuff, like him and Bulldog in the European title finals. Great match. Him and Savio Vegas, SummerSlam 96. Yes. So, it's there. Um, I gave him a two for presentation here because I felt like they at least talked him up like a big deal and he makes the final five. Yeah, I also gave him a two. Um, yeah, like, it's too bad. Like, do you think he ever would have been – I mean, this is a big what if, but if he doesn't die, does he actually ever become a world champion? Or is he no. past it? He's past it. He's point, done. Right? I, I don't think he even wrestles that much longer. I think maybe he hangs on till 2000 and maybe, like, has some matches with the Radical Skies. But he had already said, like, he was only going to do, like, a couple more years, right, when he when he signed that deal in 98. Right. So I think by, like, 01, he's done. And maybe, like, obviously WCW would be gone. I don't know. But it's weird. He's maybe Brett comes back, right? Yeah. I mean... I know he's hurt, so maybe he can't. But right, I think they. Re- I think Brett reconciles with the WWF a lot quicker. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. There's probably no screwed the Bret Hart story DVD right. floating around. Um, and he'd be in the uh, Hall of Fame now, probably. Right. It's such a weird relationship fans have with his wife, like being angry with her for not wanting. Yeah. Him in the Hall of Fame. All right, so that's a total of four. Yeah, because we got zeros for everything that's not presentation, right? Yep, yep. All right, so that's four. Is there another Owen here? Oh, is he better than... Fuck. Is he better than Godfather 2002? Probably not. Godfather 99? Uh, uh, I mean, he literally does nothing in this match. Like, I, I think yeah. one thing we haven't really looked at when we've broken ties is, like, where the points come from. Right. So, for me, presentation is, like, the least of the three. Yeah. 
to like give him credit for, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, better, better than Boris Zukov, 1988. Again, we've given, we got, we gave Zukov some, some work points. Yeah, probably not then. I gave, okay, so here, here's, I gave Rikishi 2004. You gave him a work point. Okay, I'm fine. Put him above Rikishi 04. Would you put him? Uh, I put him above comma 96. Fine, because comma 96 is freaking boring. He's in there like 20 minutes. All right. Well, that's a nice round number for Owen Hart, who finishes 200th for 1999. And with that, we end Owen Hart. We end the 1993 Rumble. Mm. And uh, Owen's kind of a weird one because, like. He's in seven Rumbles, right? He eliminates seven guys. But in his seven Rumbles, he's only in for a total of 47 minutes. I think we've had some disappointing guys that we've talked about. Um, but I think he's up there. I don't think he's, like, with the worst guys, but I think he's one of the most disappointing. I think You would just expect him to have at least have, like, one or two great runs in there, and he says none. Well, look. Let's look at this quickly. We'll do our top, as we always do at the end. Mm-hmm. But his cumulative score, which is an average if you've done three Royal Rumbles, he finishes 28th out of 40 guys we've done. Yeah. So One spot ahead of him is Hercules. One spot below him is Rikishi. Yeah, so not a great company. So he's, he's in that, like, he's in that area. Like, uh, like, uh, just. I mean, the, the only one we liked was just character stuff too. Like, he yeah, doesn't really I mean, have any. He's like work. It like the work is there. Two spots ahead is Marty Jannetty. Like when Marty Jannetty's right. higher than you in a Rumble list. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, I'd argue he's one of our most disappointing guys. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. All right, you want to run down our top ten individual performances? Yep. Number 10, Sid Justice, 1992. Holding on. Number 9, Brett the Hitman Hart, 1994. Number 8, The Ultimate Warrior, 1990. Number 7, Hulk Hogan, 1990. Number 6, Shawn Michaels, 1996. Number 5, The Undertaker, 2002. Number 4, Shawn Michaels, 2007. Number 3, Hulk Hogan, 1989. Number 2, Shawn Michaels, 2010. And hanging strong at number 1, Ric Flair, 1992. Okay. And we got our top 10 guys. We're hit 40 guys now. I think when we get to 50, we'll do our total list. That makes sense? Yeah. Um, all right. So nothing really changes. But, you know, if you haven't listened to the other ones, uh, if they're in three rumbles, we get an average of their scores. And number 10, still Jake the Snake Roberts. Number nine, Mr. Perfect. Number eight, the million dollar man, Jake DiBiase. Number seven, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Number six, Rick Flair. Number five, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Number four, Brett the Hitman Hart. Number three, The Undertaker. Number two, The Heartbreak Christ, Shawn Michaels. And number one, The Immortal Hulk Hogan. It's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. We've got someone coming that might, but it'll be tough. All right. What I will say is we'll be back in two weeks with another batch of competitors. And until then, check out everything we have to offer in the Rostel Connection daily, bringing you content that we are super proud of. Absolutely, and everybody's killing it nonstop. And beyond that, keep on rumbling. <laughs>